Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Your Marketing University and our Driving Your Marketing podcast where I bring in cool people that I've met throughout the world to share their marketing stories, tips, tricks, resources, and things like that to make your life a little bit easier. You know, one of the things as a speaker, I'm out there all the time talking to entrepreneurs and I find that the number one thing that they don't like actually is marketing. And, you know, I talk about this all the time. I say this in the shows. I say this in my presentations. I've actually had people go as far as saying that they think that marketing is like black magic and voodoo. And I want to help eliminate that. I want to get you to the point where you love marketing. You love the things that you're doing because let's face it, you have great products and services you have to be able to let people know about it or else you're you're basically going to be going, getting out there and getting a job again, which is not what you want as an entrepreneur. And so today, one of the guests that I've got is Joshua Waldman, and he's been somebody that I've known for a little over a year now. We've been working together on a couple of different things. Joshua is the authority on leveraging social media to find employment. He's the author of Job Searching with Social Media for Dummies and is is writing appearances on Forbes, Huffington Post, Mashable, International Business Times. His main blog site is careerenlightenment.com. And he, in 2013, he won the Reader's Choice Award from about.com. So he's done a lot of really cool stuff. I know Joshua personally because of the fact that he and I work together. Uh, if you follow my stuff, you know that I teach social media classes for WorkSource, which is the local unemployment office in the Portland, Oregon area. And that is because of Joshua. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But Joshua, thanks so much for joining me today. Eli, it's an absolute pleasure. So, so kind of, I went through your bio and all that kind of fun stuff. But kind of tell our listeners, how did you get started in this, and you know, what is what is career enlightenment, and how do you get started in that field? Career enlightenment does a couple of different things. Uh, it helps job seekers kind of untangle the web of social media. It's this technology that ninety-five percent of recruiters use to find talent these days, and that number. And I've been doing this for almost five years now, and that number goes up every single year. So it's an essential technology to know for anyone serious about their career. Um, and so we provide all kinds of online courses. Um, I have a team of LinkedIn profile writers, so I provide LinkedIn profile writing services. Um, the, the blog, which is, of course, free, and uh, some other online things that we do as well. Uh, and the thing that you work on, Eli, with me is, is that we provide curriculum for local employment offices across the country. Um, the other side of that is that I help people who help job seekers. So let's say there are resume writers who want to bring LinkedIn profile writing uh, services to their practice. Well, I have a certification program for them. Um, I do train the trainer events. So, uh, for example, I was just at the University of Missouri, Mizzou, <laughs> and uh, we did a four hour train the trainer with 50 of their academic advisors because they don't know how to deal with this stuff. So students come in and they don't, they can't convince the students to use LinkedIn. And they're all over Facebook doing all kinds of, uh, let's just say, less than stellar things um, <laughs> as they relate to their college life. And, mm -hmm. and these academic advisors are kind of scratching their heads. So I, I help them figure out how to convince students to take these things more seriously and ultimately help them with their lives. So that's, that's career enlightenment in a nutshell. Um, and it has evolved big time over the last four, almost five years that, that I started it. 
Um, and it continues to evolve, which is fun. It's why I love entrepreneurship. I'm never bored. And uh, I tell people I'm basically completely unemployable at this point. If I, if I had a boss telling me what to do, I, I don't think I would take that real well. Mm -hmm. I know the feeling. I actually, uh, and I've talked about this on the show in the past for anybody who's listened to this. I've actually had times where I bring up the story of where, you know, the, my last employer, you know, we had a conversation. She walked in and she goes, you know what? I think this isn't working. I said, you know what? I totally agree. Let's make the next Friday my last day. And from that <laughs> standpoint forward, I knew I was pretty much unemployable. My bosses agreed with me. You know, they're like, hey, you're a great yeah. guy, but I don't really want you working for me anymore. Come on, get out of here. And it's, I love what I do. And that's the cool thing is about, you know, that's why you and I get along so well is because we love what we do. We are entrepreneurs, but we're here to help other people, you know, and that's one of the things for me. That's why I was so excited about being part of your team for the, the social media classes, because the same stuff that is in the curriculum for those classes is the same basic stuff that I teach entrepreneurs on how to use social media more effectively. The only difference is the target market is your customer, where for your target market, that is the job seeker or the, the HR guy, the employer, you know? And so it's, it's basically right. the same process. It's just a different target market. That's the only difference. And so that's why I liked everything that I, I do yeah. with you. That's why I have so much fun with it. And of course you, I mean, you've seen me, you get me in front of a group of people, I have a blast. So that's, that's you how do. We, you're, you're great on stage. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I have fun with that. Now, how did you get started yep. in all of this? Um, boy, you, you know, I, I was <laughs> I was working at Cisco with the C, not the S, the, uh, the routers and switches. And I was in the enterprise sales team. Uh, and I like the technology side of it quite a bit. And uh, I had some pretty fun customers to work with. I was in Phoenix and then later on in, in Las Vegas. Uh, great company to work with, um, great benefits. The corporate culture wasn't exactly a good fit for me, and I did uh, I probably feel like sandpaper to my managers um, because I kept pushing the envelope, and I wanted to have a blog. I, in fact, I, I remember in 2006 when I was just in my first year, I, I thought that, that Cisco should probably have a LinkedIn uh, group for mm -hmm. engineers and, and people who are working at LinkedIn, sort of like an alumni group for, 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 um, for Cisco. So I started it. I didn't ask permission. You know, why should I? That's just like, it's not something that occurs to me naturally to ask permission. So I started this group um, and then uh, kind of naively sent an email to all at Cisco.com. That's 50,000 people um, <laughs> inviting them to join. Right. Um, so, you know, needless to say, HR wasn't very happy the next, the next day to give me a call. But, um, but actually now these days that group is is over 35,000 people strong and Cisco themselves have taken ownership and kicked me out of it. So, you know, I, I've always been ahead of the curve. Um, and the thing that kind of stifled me at Cisco was not being able to push that as far as I wanted to. And um, kind of luckily for me, I was laid off. It, it didn't feel like it at, at the time, 2008, 2009. I'm laid mm -hmm. off twice. I wind up in Portland, Oregon, jobless. Um, the sole provider of my family and it was really terrifying mm -hmm. so uh, at that point I, I knew I had to do something I, I have an MBA I, I, I went to an Ivy League school undergrad um, you know I, I traveled abroad I've, I've hung out with, with ambassadors and foreign diplomats in, in Nepal and in India um, so there's no reason why I shouldn't be successful but I didn't feel very successful at the time and so taking matters into my own hands, I started to follow internet marketers. Uh, back, back then, uh, Clay Collins was pretty big. Mm -hmm. um, 
and a few other guys. So I, I worked with them personally, actually. We, we had weekly calls and coaching and I, I got all kinds of information products and courses and educated myself, probably much like what your listeners are doing right now. Um, you know, Pam Slim's book came out at the time and I, I went to a seminar with her. So, uh, you know, I realized that what I needed to find was something that I'm very good at already and that perhaps other people were not so good at. And, and what it was actually was using social media, particularly for networking and for career things. Um, I had done it so naturally my entire career um, that I didn't even think about it. But as I'm having conversations with the other unemployed in Portland, they didn't know how to use LinkedIn appropriately or Twitter or Facebook. And, and it occurred to me that maybe this is something that I could do to help other people. And exploring that idea, I began blogging and also more terrifyingly, um, volunteering my time to speak at local employment groups. So, um, so really just getting in front of people and running through my content um, in a very public way just to get the feedback. And, um, you know, I found out I had a lot of fun doing that. So it was the day I got laid off was probably the looking back the best day of my life. That is awesome. It's funny that you actually you talk about um, being in Phoenix because actually that's where I was up until two years ago. So that's yeah. I'm surprised we didn't run into each other at some point because I I definitely did a lot of networking there. Now a couple of things that you said that I I think are really important that I want to kind of bring out to everybody listening here is that number one when you did get in that situation of um, of being unemployed, trying to figure out what you're going to do, you jumped in and said, okay, I, I need to learn this stuff. And you jumped in with both feet. You started studying with Clay and other, other internet marketers out there, which is great because Clay has made an amazing name for himself. Um, oh, yeah. you know, and there's so many other ones. I'm sure that, that we could talk about a lot of different names and people that, you know, people that are listening to this call for those of you that are here by listening to these podcasts or going through our courses or anybody else's courses, you're taking that level. You're learning the skills that you need to get yourself to the next level. And that's exactly what you did, Joshua, was that said, OK, I need to do something. So here's how I can start. And I think that 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 consistent knowledge is a very, very important thing. And I think it's true of any good entrepreneur we're always looking to learn more. I think it was Brad Sugars was the first time that I heard a phrase, you can out-earn me when you can out-learn me. And that was that was a really powerful thing for me to learn. Brad Sugars is a great big, he's a guy who created Action Coach, if you've ever heard of it. He's out of Australia. And I mean, he when he first started, he started on his own. He started reading reading books and checking out, you know, how, okay, how do I learn marketing? How do I grow this business? He got very, very good, created a whole series of books. And now he's got an international coaching franchise essentially that has pretty much taken over like crazy and it's because he's always staying on top of it. he's always learning new things to say okay here's what i need to know to get to the next level so i think that's a really powerful thing and one of the things that i think is really funny is you're talking about you using social media for networking now as somebody who loves networking i think it's awesome because that's what i do you know i am a networker i love connecting with people and that's you know, the whole thing, whole reason why we're connected, and I mean, I should probably share this story with everybody, was because you made a post on a Facebook group, which was the WDS group, the World Domination Summit group. And we hadn't actually met each other in person before. I, while I was at WDS, I met about 200 people, but there were 3,000 there, so I didn't meet everybody. But in that time frame, we ended up getting connected on the group, and you made the post. 
I responded to the post. We ended up hitting it off, and now we're working together. And this has been over a year yeah, now. That's right. And that's yeah, that's that's about right. That timeline is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing is, I want everybody to really think about this: is that you're the networking you're doing, not just offline, the face-to-face networking you meet at conferences and seminars, and even chamber groups, depending on where your audience is. That's one piece, but also the online piece is huge. And that's one of the great things about it is using social media as a networking tool, not just a promotional tool. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big mistake. That, that's sort of like the 1990s mistake. <laughs> um, you know, let's get on Twitter and blast. The whole word, the word blast it just really makes me cringe. Let's blast our promotion. Let's blast our brand message out there on mm-hmm. social media. It doesn't work. People just... You know, it doesn't work for businesses. It doesn't work for uh, for job seekers blasting their resume around. It's like you know, what I tell people is that you're you're actually your audience is an audience of one, and so that's who you write to is that one person. It's not it's not hey guys, but it's like it's hey Jill, listen to me, and here's why. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of parallels between what I teach for job seekers and what I learned from marketing experts and doing marketing for my own business. There, there's definitely a lot of parallels. It's not identical, of course, but there's a lot you can learn from each other. Right, and that's very cool. So let's talk about, you know, as you've, you've had some really good successes over the last couple of years, and I know, I know that career enlightenment is exploding like crazy. So where, you know, what are some of the things that you've implemented that you've had, you know, you weren't really sure what was going on at the beginning, but you're like, okay, I'm going to give this a try, and you've had some results with yeah, one point I really, really want to hone in for people listening is it's it's one thing to learn, it's one thing to go through a course, to watch the videos, listen to the audio, or or read the ebook, but you got to do it. You've got to be part of that two percent of people who actually implement what what they're taught. Um, you, when I was working with Clay, Clay, Clay at the time had many hundreds of thousands of blog readers, and he was very well known in the internet marketing community. Um, but at one point while we were working together uh, on the phone, he, he, he got on the phone and he said, you know what, you do everything I ask you to do as a coach. And I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. So, mm-hmm. um, from now on, I'm, I'm not going to charge you, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, he just said, you make me feel so good because you actually do the things that I'm suggesting you do. And, and, uh, I think the biggest secret to, to anyone's success is, don't just read and learn and, and store this stuff in your head, but do it. Um, that was the biggest thing that I did, I think, separated me out from the other people who were in our groups together. We, we had several mastermind groups at the time, and uh, I am the only one in those early groups who has continued to have a business and, and grow the business, So, and everyone else has jobs. So mm-hmm. do it. Do what you learn. Um, th- that's the key. And, and even if that means that you don't buy as many information products in a year because you're taking your time to actually implement what you're learning with the ones that you have bought. Um, you know, these days maybe I buy one a year, um, but I take it very seriously and I go through it uh, meticulously. And, and, and so that's early on. I think that's, that's what broke for me. That's where I started to um, have early wins. Right. And I, and I so, so agree. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I found the same thing that we, and we all suffer from this. I've been there before where I've had um, information product addiction where we just keep buying the next latest, greatest thing that comes out and we forget, hey, you know, you've got those other 20 programs. Why don't you stop and actually do something with them? And the fact that you stopped and actually took action and 
you know, the, the conversation as a coach, because I do a lot of coaching with clients as well, you know, Clay's comment to you about the fact that, that he appreciated you so much because you actually did what he said. I get that. I totally get that because it amazes me how yeah. many clients I've actually had to fire over the years because they, I would say, okay, here's what you need to do. And I come back the next week and it's yeah. like, did you get it done? Oh no, not yet. Okay. Well, what about this? Oh no, I'll get to that later. But I have this new thing I want to do. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. And that's why so many people are stuck is because they're just soaking in information, but they're not doing anything with it. You know, the, it goes back to that, the age old, um, and you're probably a little bit younger than me. So the old GI Joe thing of the knowing is half the battle. Well, the problem is knowing is only half of the battle, you know, you gotta have, you actually do something with it as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other point I wanted to, to really emphasize is that it's it's taken almost five years to grow a business, to grow a six-figure business. And um, the first two years I was working for free. Basically, I still had little part-time jobs. Sometimes they were full-time jobs. Um, and the blogging and the business building was happening early morning or late at night. And I think the key was that my, my ships were burned. You know, I, I really had no escape plan. Um, and I don't know what motivates you, but when you have no other option except to make your business work, um, you have a lot of fire beneath you. And I'm not suggesting that you go and you quit your job right now, but um, but sometimes that might, uh, well, it certainly motivated me mm-hmm. <laughs> not having a job. Um, and, and I don't know if that was the difference. I don't know if I would have worked as hard or been as purposeful if I had the comfort of a full-time job and then this was sort of a hobby this was certainly not a hobby for me i took it very seriously my the, my family was depending on my success here so um so i was very motivated one um and it was really painful i mean the point i really want to get across is that it's really hard work and it takes uh, it takes a long time to see results it, it took almost two years um uh, since starting the blog and starting the business to where I was actually self-sustainable and able to um, cover my expenses. Two years, you know, there, there is no magic formula for our work week or anything like that. It's, it's going to take a lot of concerted work. So, and, and that's why I think a lot of coaches and Eli, I know you, you teach this as well, um, suggest that you do something you really care about. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that, and the reason for this advice is not that if you do something you care about magically, the quote universe will, shower money on your head. That's not it. What it is, is, is that it will keep you on your feet um, when the wind is blowing the hardest and, and you're not going to quit because uh, you care about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I think that's, that's why you really got to pick something that, that uh, you know, if you're going to get a lot of losses, you're going to get a lot of no's, um, you're going to keep at it and you keep at it. Um, and you're going to believe in yourself because you believe in what you're doing. And, and so that's definitely what I, what I felt. Um, a lot of people would have quit after a year and a half, maybe even two years. Um, <laughs> you know, here I am trying to sell products and services to people who don't have any money. <laughs> it was tough finding that right combination. 
Right. And it's, and it's so funny though, because I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I've been through that journey and I've, you know, and I still have days like that. So trust me, we all, we all been there at some point or sometimes some people are going through it right now. And if you haven't yet, you're going to, cause that's just the way it happens. That's the world of entrepreneurship. Um, I, I know, I think it's Joe Polish says, says if I first started this and I knew what I know now, I probably never would have started cause I would have been too afraid, <laughs> but but you yeah. know he's an extremely successful man making millions of dollars now he's been a great mentor to me over the over many many years and he's impacted probably tens if not hundreds of thousands of lives over the years so he's doing something right but you know one of the mm-hmm. things that that I see so many people coming into is there is there is a lot of controversy with the the do something you're passionate about thing. There's one camp that says you've got to do follow your passion, and then there's another camp that says it doesn't matter what the passion is, go what's going to actually pay you. And I do I think that there's kind of a happy medium between the two because you you really should do something that you love, something you enjoy, not because you're passionate about it, but because of the fact you are going to have those bad days where the passion behind it or the excitement of, of, of knowing what your goal is behind it will help keep you going because that is going to make a difference. But at the same time, passion is not going to bring you a million bucks. There's a book I read this year that uh, really, really changed my paradigm on this whole passion theory. Um, it was by a guy named Cal Newport, C-A-L, Newport, uh, called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And in the whole book, the entire premise of the book is to debunk the myth of following your passion. <laughs> nice. Um, and he has some really interesting case studies. And I think the whole dichotomy between follow your passion or go where the money is is, is actually quite false. It's not. That's not really... Um, the choices that you have mm-hmm. um, the choice the choice you actually have is to develop some develop uh, skills rare and valuable skills um, excuse me for a second <laughs> no problem uh, so you want to develop rare and valuable skills um, to the point where you can ask for things in return ie money autonomy um, freedom um, publicity, things like this. Um, so, you know, it's not about following your path. It's really developing skills, rare, valuable skills. And if you already have them, you, the better off you're going to be. If you don't have them, then, then you can develop them. Uh, you know, it, it's like you can't just go and sell real estate because that's where the money is. You have to develop some skills to understand contracting and, and these kinds of things. Right. And and it's so funny because, you know, coming from Phoenix, I was there when the bubble burst and all of that. And I saw so many people had jumped into the real estate market because the, the market was really hot there. And then all of a sudden when everything exploded down there, it was amazing how many people, oh, yeah, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing this instead. And literally the number of real yeah. estate agents dropped to like a third of what there was before. Um, and sadly enough, I knew right. a very large percentage of them through my networking. But... You know, and it's amazing yeah. how people do that. And I know, you know, years ago, um, coming from my web design background, I, when I was growing that business, I was at a at a Borders, actually. It was before Borders closed up, uh, which, yes, when Borders mm-hmm. closed, I actually cried a little bit because that was one of my favorite places to go. But I'm sitting there, you know, I, I know. Per- peruse the books like I like I always did once a, once a week, sometimes a couple times a week, perusing to see if there's anything new. And I see this kid in there, and he's looking through the web design stuff. And so I stopped him. I was like, so are you a designer or are you looking to get into it? 
because uh, my my curiosity and my my need to network with people came in and you know so i was like okay well let's chat and he goes well i'm gonna get i'm gonna be a web designer i'm getting ready to start school and i was like well cool so you know what is it why is it you want to be a designer and he's like because that's where all the money is and i was like oh <laughs> and i stopped and i was like okay should i say this yeah he's gonna hate me but i'm going to i'm like let me tell you what Here's a couple of books that I would recommend you start with. And I pointed a couple of the books out to him. And I said, but here's here's reality. I'm going to give you the best piece of advice that I could possibly give you right now. Get the hell out and find something else. Because you are not in it for the right reasons. You are in it purely to make money. Yeah. Guess what? You're competing with 30 other kids every semester from six different schools that are being put into this field. You don't have a chance in hell purely because the fact you're only here for the money. And he yeah. just had this shocked look on his face, and, you know, and I felt, I felt bad doing that. I felt kind of like a meanie, but, and, you know, breaking the, you know, busting the bubble there. But I was like, you know what? No, you've got to have some bit of passion behind what you do. And you've got to, but you've got to do it for the right that's reason. A you do, but that's the lesson you got to learn sometimes the hard way. I mean, I, I could recall first starting off with this and, you know, you, you learn a lot of things about, for example, commission blueprint. You, you go off and you find some niche that you don't really give a shit about. Excuse my French. Yeah. No. And then you go and, and you run some numbers and you go and buy ads mm -hmm. and you get, you know, 10% affiliate commission. Right. It, it's very hard. It, you, you learn a lot. I did. But it's very hard to sustain that kind of effort over time because, frankly, I, w I just wasn't really interested in six-pack apps or, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, I think we've all pitched that one yeah. at one point or another with ads. Yeah, I know, right? So, like, you go in there and you think, oh, boy, you know, all I have to do is is fill in the blanks, tick these boxes, and I'm going to cash in some checks. Um, I know I had that attitude. I wanted a quick fix. Mm -hmm. But, of course, who wouldn't, you know, who's just laid off and they've got rent to pay and right. food to buy? Um, there's the desperate buyers are, are easy to sell to. You don't want to be a desperate buyer. You want to be an intelligent buyer who's investing in their business. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's, you know, the difference between, um, going after shiny new objects or shiny new objects syndrome and strategically making investments in, in yourself and your skill set. Right. No, I love that. That's so awesome. Um, and it's, it's just so funny that you brought that up because I think the very first thing when I got into affiliate marketing was I, I sold the six pack abs thing, which I, I think pretty much everybody has now. Um, sure. Yeah. So so what are some of the marketing strategies that you're using in your business right now? So primarily I rely on content marketing. And what I mean by that is uh, is really just as an umbrella term, writing good content and distributing it widely and strategically. So in other words, uh, getting blog posts onto the right venue, um, getting them onto Forbes or monster.com or, you know, AOL jobs or other areas that, that I know my customers, potential customers are hanging out mm -hmm. and then reblogging that, that content, uh, sharing it widely within my social media space. Um, you know, I, I remember I had a, a blog post. I wrote it for simply hired which is a pretty big job board. And uh, I write for their blog still uh, to this day. And, and I had a post come out and um, I, I watched my traffic uh, double in literally a week. And I had absolutely no idea why. And so I'm trying to figure this out. Why is my traffic double? And my, my, literally, um, I went from a free MailChimp subscription to one where I had to pay you know, 50 bucks because, mm -hmm. because of the number of subscribers coming in. I did not know it was great. Of course, it's a good problem to have. But, uh, but I didn't know what was going on. And finally, I found that that, that Simply Hard article had gone viral on LinkedIn. 
And that was 2010 before it was even heard of to go viral on LinkedIn. Right. Um, so content marketing has always been really good for me uh, because number one, I love to write and I, I think, and I can do so prolifically. In other words, I, I can generate articles pretty quickly and, mm -hmm. and pretty good articles too with, with insights that um, I think are, are fun uh, with stories and also kind of go counter to what a lot of people think. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's fun for me to do that and then distributing it widely has always been a good way to bring quality traffic back to my blog. And then, um, and then of course, once you have the traffic, right, it's the funnel thing. You get the traffic coming in and I get about 25,000 uniques these days. Um, but that was hard to work towards uh, to get that kind of linkage, mm -hmm. um, but uh, getting them to opt in and then, and then cultivating that relationship over email over time. Um, it, it took a long time to develop those strategies. Um, you know, so, uh, so, you know, there's, it, it's all content. It's not, not really doing a whole lot of paid stuff, although I know how to do it and I like doing it. Um, I tend to keep my paid traffic for more event-based uh, type of things like webinars or launches. Right. Well, and that makes sense too. And I, and I love the fact you're using good content marketing as a, as a tool. Um, cause that's one of the things I teach it and I, I preach it all the time is that it's in a great, it's a great way to get your message out there. Um, I've got a couple things I've actually gotten back into cause I'd slowed off a little bit on some of it where just this week I have submitted for probably 20 different things from, um, from roundup articles to actual full on blog posts, you know, guest posting things, uh, being guests on podcasts and radio shows. I mean, probably just this week I've submitted to all a whole bunch of them and I've already got a bunch coming back to me. Some of them have gone live. Some of them are pre-recorded for next week. You know, two weeks ago I had two radio interviews, two speaking gigs and three articles all got published in the same week. Now, all of a sudden mm -hmm. that's content that gets me in front of other eyeballs, other people's eyeballs that then bring them back. And you brought in something really, really important is that once they get to your site, you've got to get something, have something there for them to opt in and get, you know, say, okay, here's, let's build this relationship. Let's take it to the next level, which you've yeah. done a great job with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been something I've been tweaking for a while. You know, when I first started it, it was very much about ethical bribes. Um, you know, fill in your email address and get my 30 minute video that will get you jobs by next week. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been doing some A-B testing with very simple opt-ins. Like for example, um, join my newsletter, um, join 20,000 others. Um, that's it. And not saying anything else, not promising anything else, not bribing, just simply sign up for my newsletter. Um, and I'm actually doing better with, with that kind of a message. And, and you know that's the thing is these these trends in internet marketing shifts uh, all mm -hmm. the time, and whereas ethical bribes might have been really hip last year, uh, not so much this year. And I don't I think it'll continue to go that way where people are a little bit more savvy and and they know they're gonna they're gonna get on a email or autoresponder list mm -hmm. if they sign up to watch this quote oh, right. you know exclusive video, um, which they could probably find on YouTube if they search <laughs> long enough. So. <laughs> Um, right. Well, we've got smarter customers and mm -hmm. we have to, we, we, we really should not be marketing down to people, but rather at their level. Right. Well, and that's something too, is I, I have seen a shift and, and I'm really glad that, glad that you brought that up with yours, yours actually being this join my newsletter versus join 2000 others as a, as a possible way you're testing that. Now there's a couple really important things to bring up in that. Number one is you are testing it. 
and you can do some basic A-B testing. Um, this, Google still has their Google Webmaster tools, don't they, that you can do that with? Or are you, what are you using on your uh, uh, I actually use lead pages for my okay. testing. Okay. So um, you're using Clay's product, which is great. You know, since you have a great relationship with yep. them, that works really well. Uh, but yeah, so you can do it with, if you're using lead pages, you can do that. But if you're doing it even on your own website, Google Webmaster Tools has an A-B test built right in. And as simple as just changing to join my newsletter versus join 2,000 others, you know, something simple like that, one little headline switch could be the thing that yeah. makes or breaks it. And you've got to test it and see and only test one thing at a time, by the way. Um, but the fact that you are, are using the join my newsletter and, and getting great results out of it was that impresses me because so far I haven't seen anybody else has done that. You know, I always I've actually promoted against saying join the newsletter thing because nobody wants another newsletter. They get bombarded by so many things, so many things already. But you are actually making it work, which is awesome. So as much as I promote yeah. on a regular basis, anybody who's listened to me always hears me say, don't say, join my newsletter. Guess what? I could be wrong too. <laughs> so test it. It's yeah, okay to test it. It, it. Well, it depends on the market. Mm -hmm. it depends on the, yeah, exactly. Test it. It also depends on the market. Uh, but also paying attention to what other successful bloggers are doing. I, it was not my idea. Um, I, I think it was, was it Chase Jarvis's website, um, mm -hmm. a couple of others mm -hmm. who are very much simplifying. Also, if you look at some of the real content-driven sites like um, – uh, cafe.com or helium or, or medium uh, if you look at the real content focused websites they're not bribing anymore they're just simply saying if you like the content in other words they're, they're putting more weight behind the quality of the writing mm -hmm. which which personally I, I really like because I'm an author I'm a writer and I think that's why people um, should be excited about what I have to say because they enjoy reading me not not that I can give them something for right me, right Right. No, and I totally get that. And I see, like, what I see going on from, from my market, who I've been working with, um, is a lot of times that ethical bribe. You know, it used to be that 45-minute video or that 300-page book. Now it's a template. It's yeah. a one-page template or a one-page checklist. It's something yeah. simple because we right. do have information mm -hmm. overload. And so the simplifying it down, if you're going to stick with the ethical bribe, that's actually the way I recommend is cutting down to something simple. The, instead of trying mm -hmm. to do the over, it used to be the thud factor, you know, and from, you know, more brick and mortar information products days when, when everything was still delivered with three ring binders and packages of DVDs and CDs, you had what we call the thud factors. What, when you take the box and you drop it on the floor, how much thud does it have? And so we always added all, mm -hmm. it's got to have this and this and this and add this bonus and this, and you get three more DVDs and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you know, people are like, wow, I guess all this stuff. Well, now we're like, Oh God, I'm never going to get through that. Can you just give me one thing? I'll pay you double, you know, and that's really what's ended up happening in a lot of cases. And so, you know, for everybody listening, that's a suggestion. Yeah. Test out also, test out a simple, like a checklist or something like that. That's really easy to implement. Um, and and again, test the, the, just join my newsletter. There's nothing wrong with testing it and see where does it go? What happens with it? Because you may find some amazing results and there's a lot of great tools out there. Yeah. Like I said, uh, lead pages is one of them, but you can also try the Google webmaster tools. They have that capability built into it as well. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward and basic. It's not hard to implement. It's, it's about zagging, right? If, if everyone's giving out ethical bribes, then you're the one who isn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, um, it, it's about trying to be different. A lot of, a lot of what I do is, is just taking that risk and, and being bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And it's, I think it's great because you've got a very simple way of driving traffic and getting 
in front of your target market. It's not, and and I mean simple in a, in the best way because of the fact that it's not complex. You know, it's not complicated. I should mm-hmm. say, you know, you are using content marketing as a way to get your message out there and get in front of people. You're using, you know, whether you're writing articles or speaking in front of groups. And then from mm-hmm. there, that's driving them back to check out your website and say, hey, you want to learn more? Sign up for my list. You know, it's, it's that simple. Yep. Awesome. Well, I love it. And this is really cool stuff. So, you know, as we're starting to wrap up on time here, what, you know, if you can actually have one thing that you would suggest somebody get out there and take action on tonight, today, what would that be? Oh my! <laughs> I know it's this is the this is the one out. I throw out throw it and confuses everybody. So that's why it's my favorite question. <laughs> you, you know, it, for me, the key is about finding your productivity flow, and you learn the same lessons over and over again. And for me, it's do one thing at a time, do one thing at a time, and you know, like I've got three major projects I want to do in December. And I'm spending the first two weeks just doing one of them, not three at the same time. And, and just making that mental shift to, okay, I'm only going to focus on this and I'm not going to spend my emotional energy on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that always helps me. And, and I think, you know, I, I think I can't tell you what the best thing is to do for your business. But what I can say is uh, you already know what it is. Uh, I guarantee mm-hmm. you know what it is. So forget everything else and just do that one thing until it's completely done. Right. Um, that's 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 the advice that, that I, I can give you today. Awesome. I love it. And it and it goes really well. Um, do you know Internet Business Mastery, Jason and Jeremy? Do you know those guys? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, good friends. Yeah. So so one of the things I learned from that they were the very first podcast that I ever listened to um, years and years ago. That's actually why I do this podcast. And one of the things I learned was from Jason, and it was the jet just in time learning. That was one of the most powerful things I ever learned out of everything across my what nineteen years worth of business now. And it was because of the simple fact yeah. that you you're gonna get there's gonna be a new shiny object. There's always more to learn. There's always new marketing strategies and tactics and tips and tricks and courses and all kinds of different stuff out there. You don't have time for all of it. And you don't have time for ninety five percent of it because there just isn't that much time available. So you figure out what do I need to know now? and learn that and find the person who's the best at that one thing buy their course learn their system inside and out ignore everything else if you have to even unsubscribe and i of course i never recommend you unsubscribe from my stuff but if you really need to fine whatever (laughs) but you know unsubscribe from all the other junk that's out there until you've mastered that one thing and you've got it in place implemented running and basically automated for you and then go on to the next thing you'll get so much more out of life just by following that one step so so yes do one thing at yeah. a time i mean that is that is boils it yeah. down to the probably the one of the best pieces of advice you could give yeah so if folks are interested um listen if you're listening to this you're probably not a job seeker nor aspiring to be um so if you're interested in um, other things that I talk about other than uh, job search would, might, not, might not be your major interest. You can check out my personal blog, which is joshuawaldman.net. And there's nothing for sale here. There's barely even an opt-in. But I, I just use this as sort of a platform to write about productivity and tools I use and uh, even 
I'm even thinking about uh, publishing some of my fiction writing. So uh, check that out if you're interested. Awesome. Very cool. So joshuawaldman.net. We'll definitely make sure we put that in the show notes. Um, and if you are, mm-hmm. if you want to find out more about what Joshua does on the business side of things, it's careerenlightenment.com. Um, he's always got some really good stuff. And if you're, you know, you may be in that situation where you're doing the entrepreneurship on the side along with looking for a position, that's fine as well. We get that. Um, that's a great resource for you. And you know, or you may just know somebody who is in the job market, send them to Joshua's site. There is so much valuable information there. I mean, I can say from personal experience, I know Joshua really well. And I love his stuff. That's why I enjoy working with him is because his stuff is genuine. It's along the same same vein as what I put out there. Um, so then that's why, that's why you're on the show today right now, by the way. <laughs> Awesome, Eli. It's an honor. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you, Joshua, so much for hanging out with me. We'll definitely, um, you know, if anything comes up that I can help you with, reach out and let me know. You got it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate if you take two minutes, stop, go to iTunes, leave us a review. We'd love to hear that kind of stuff. And if there's anything I can do to help any of you out, reach out, let me know. You can find me in social media. Um, just search for me. It's pretty, it's pretty much easy. With that, have a rock star week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.